The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Starving for Attention. Uh, Richard Blaze is here with Jasmine Blaze is in the house Hi. eating a uh, little yogurt and granola, it looks like, over yeah. there. Yeah. I, have your, I have half of your attention. This is Starving for Attention. I'm starving yeah. for your attention, Jasmine. Well, well I'm s- just starving. So I know. We, we've been shopping. Well, I don't I know didn't, why, though. I didn't, I didn't have the hot dog. I know. You know so we just came back from the and, Costco. You and Gigi ate footlongs. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Like I, they were a actual lo- footlongs. Big I was box a ruler. Yeah. That was a definitely. Was a it was a gigantic yeah. hot dog. I'm going to throw up a picture of it. I mean, uh, yeah, throw uh, yeah, I'm going to put up a picture of an image of it. But like I love going to those big box stores. Yeah. It's so much fun. I got a pair of Champion shorts for like nothing. Uh a whole side of uh or um, you know, sustainably raised salmon. Yeah. From Norway. Was it really sustainably Norway. raised? I think really? it said that. Are you that. making that up? No, the tuna. I got, um, oh, yeah, you got tuna that was like tuna. sustainably right. pole like caught tuna, yeah. which is really, really hard to find. And like I, I made a, a wise choice there. There were no samples there, though, isn't it? It's not it? really hard to find. It's at Sprouts. Oh, okay. Some other stores. Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't expecting to see such <laughs> a, uh, an ethically sourced ingredient at a big box store. Hey, uh, Jasmine. Yeah. Um, take a moment to think about your undies. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. But your first thought probably isn't, they're awesome, is it? No. Yeah, which is why I want to tell you about MeUndies. They're comfy, awesome undies that'll make you feel good from the moment you put them on. And when you feel good, anything is possible. MeUndies are made with a material sustainably sourced from beechwood trees. Their naturally soft fibers make a fabric that won't sag down or ride up. Trust me, once you put on a pair, you'll get it. I kind of feel a little like um, super powered when I put on MeUndies. Nice. With MeUndies, you can get undies sent right to your door. No more hunting around for the perfect pair at a crowded store and eventually settling for something good enough. Uh, MeUndies is sure you'll love your first pair. They're so sure that if you're not happy, they'll do whatever they can to get you into the right pair. And if they can't, Keep them, and they'll refund you. So it really is risk-free to try the best underwear ever. Still not sure, Jasmine? Well, MeUndies has a deal for our listeners. First-time purchasers get 20% off their first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. That's 20% off plus free shipping and a guarantee that you and your MeUndies will be very happy together. Get your butt over to MeUndies.com and treat yourself. To get 20% off your first pair, free shipping, a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash starving. That's MeUndies.com slash S-T-A-R-V-I-N-G. There were no samples at the big box store today. They though. don't, they don't uh, rev up the sample machine until a little closer to lunchtime. What's your um, strategy on... Like, there are some people who literally will Just go, go to lunch. like yeah. a Whole Foods or a Costco for lunch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And you... I don't do that um, usually. I mean, not for lunch. I rarely eat. Um, I, I'll try some of the samples. Like, it has to be something that I'd be interested in buying usually. I mean, it's kind of, I know we, we covered or if it's it. chips. On, uh, it. Remember the show that I hosted called Hungry Games? Yeah. That was short lived. Yeah. Um, but I remember we did one of those things. Like, is it because it's free also just makes it like more appealing? You're like, oh, a little chicken meatball. Right. I would never yeah. buy this chicken meatball, yeah. but it's free on a toothpick. I'm yeah. Like, I it. skip all of the like that process stuff. I skip I all the like dumplings and uh, yeah. 
I like crush it. Like I, and I have like no like shame. I mean, I have a little shame about it because I fake it. Like, Mm, it's a little nuanced. Where is it? Me, yeah, where's yeah. this from? <laughs> right? There's always a little, really, I just like, you know, one little meatball is not enough. Like, we need four or five meatballs to sort right. of make an order. Yeah. Um, but I have no shame. And I, Do I feel you revisit like, the tables? I will, because I also feel like you have to really, if I really be, like it, you have to really be on top of your game, right? Yeah. Um, to be someone who's running like one of those tables or kiosks. Yeah, usually so, they're pretty head down, which is good, because then I can, you know, oh, get well, an extra granola bar. Well, oh, good plan. Um, well, what was the scam that I um, discovered today? Possible scam. Um, we've, always, we've always talked about like how like, you know, if we were just like totally like down on our luck and everything, yeah. how we could do a pretty good job sort of like surviving on ketchup packets and hot totally. water and stuff like that. Yes. Um, but there was a, at this Costco, there was an onion machine for oh, the yeah. hot dogs. That's right. And it was a, a I've never, onion machine. I will put it, this picture up. It's not dicing the onions in there, right? I think it is. Well, what else would, what, what else would be happening? It's a grinder. Well, I think it's more of like one of those, um, like a, a chopper, a piston kind of thing that has an opening, and when you spin it, it collects a couple onions and then it spits a couple out. Oh, they totally tricked me. That's then. what I think. I don't think I, it's fresh chopping. I, you know, what? you it, thought it was. It, it you didn't it was taste, fresh chopping. No, it no did, they it, look like the. I'm a chef. It's a big box store. <laughs> With integrity. I'm pretty sure they buy like you know chopped a waterbed size bag then, of chopped onions. Well, I love it because it looks like some Willy Wonka esque yeah. like onion <laughs> pulverizing yeah. machine, and you crank it. It should play music. It should. It does like a music box. Yeah. Um, and, but then it just cranks out onions. And I thought, hey, onions are like one of my favorite ingredients. They're in almost yeah. all Chopped great onions, traditional I dishes. Yeah. Um, we should just go back there with like an empty cup. Right. Like, like the day bag. I'm going to make chili. Just like. But now that we've revealed our, our, our plan, uh, yeah, like they're I not said, gonna let us because you don't work. even need the big box card to get to the onion grinder. It's true; it's right <laughs> out there for for everyone's open consumption of diced onions. I like that we're revealing that. I think that that's kind of like what um, <laughs> you know. I think it brings us brings us down to earth. Like, how do you say no to a two dollar hot dog? Like, how many diced onions do you think you could eat though? Mm. What do you mean? Well, well, you you again, they're in every ingredient when you cook, right? right. I know. So like, you get a little extra on your I mean, hot dog, but you got like. You? A good four or five tablespoons on your on your hot dog today. That's well, I got more onions than I would put on a hot dog <laughs> because, because I was the... using an onion grinder. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Just like when yeah. you have a butter pump at the popcorn station at the movie theater. Right. Oh like, yeah. You go nuts. Have you, have you ever seen that hack where you put um, <gasps> drinking straws attached to the butter shoot, uh, and it can shoot the butter down into the deep well like, of the popcorn bin? Why did you not bin? share that with me? Have you never seen this? No. I'm always afraid to do it because you know if I did it. I would like somehow like spray butter all over everybody. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it would s- somehow just explode on me. Well, uh, I'm glad that you brought this up now because we're going to the movies later right. today. Yeah. We're going to go see, uh, oh, is it going to be Solo or Infinity Wars? I think Infinity Wars for your second viewing. <laughs> Why do you make me seem like, <laughs> first of all, I am just like all in on the Avengers. And yes, I've seen Infinity Wars by myself in New York without you. And you're going to take the plunge today. I think it's a good choice. I, we'll see Solo as well. But like you said, why do we both want to see Solo? We want to see Solo for the same reason. Yeah, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah, Always and forever. Yeah. He is the man. Yeah. And like I know he's going to be great in that movie. But yeah. just, there's something about, um, and I, I say this as a Star Wars fan. I'm not yeah. like an obsessive. Um, but they're just pumping out so many movies right now. Which I guess Marvel is too. But the universe seems... Uh, a little bit more uh, explorative. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm pumped. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm so I've been watching so many amazing uh, Marvel movies and stuff that this morning when we dropped Riley, uh, when we dropped our kids off at school, um, we uh, over the horizon there was this rumble coming from like the ocean, right? That's right. Like this weird rumble, and all the parents. Well, plus were like, it was all socked in. It was all foggy this morning, so you couldn't see the sky at all. 
right? And so that rumbling came and everybody's looking around like, but you couldn't tell if it was coming from the ground or the ocean or the sky. No, and then like, you were everything's like the same motioning color. to me and I was uh, with another dad talking like, you know, NBA finals right. basketball. Yeah, not even we, listening to this like really loud, super loud, weird rumble kind of coming from a canyon slash yeah. ocean area. Right. And like, once I realized that it was a big noise. Dude, and everybody's on edge. I mean, just- Everyone's just, on edge, but then it was like, yeah. no, but like, what did you think it was? Like, I'm thinking like, you know, earthquake slash missile launch, something like that, right? <laughs> I was thinking it was like some sort of big aircraft that we just couldn't see. That that's was what low, it was. Low flying I'm aircraft. Yeah. 100% sure that that's what it was. Yeah. We're right near the, you know, Marine Navy, um, you yeah. know, airfield over there. But Marine. No, only. I only think. Marines. Um, yeah. But there was then that second set when I clicked in and right. I was like, it's either going to be Godzilla yeah. or Thanos. Right. And you got to run into the fog. And to find I, out. my first instinct, <laughs> seriously, this was, I told you the story this morning. My yeah. first instinct was to like, I'm going to grab my hammer and run towards it. <laughs> like that's one of the problems maybe with these movies is like i was like yeah i'm hemsworth yeah. like i don't even need to be thor i'll just be hemsworth i'm just gonna right. run right at this thing Debatable. and like i didn't yeah. even have a hammer yeah like that's how like weird that right. that You're story pick is up, like a jump rope from the playground exactly <laughs> um <laughs> speaking of jump ropes this episode is very playful yeah um and i know someone who's done some jump ropes before uh, Adam Richman oh, is here, and yeah. he jumped through some ropes and hoops to actually get on the pod. <clears throat> oh, good. Because uh, yeah. if you listen to last week's episode, he did not make it. Yeah, we're he almost was... doing like a part two. I wonder if we should name this one like part two with oh, Adam Richman, right? We should do that. Okay. 100% uh, throw up a part two. Uh, yeah, on that. because this is part two. It is. And he's, and, and, uh, no, but he well, didn't know there was a part one. <laughs> no, well, um, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> or he did, but yeah. He listened to it. Which, yeah. by the way, last week's episode, I'm just going to throw, I'm just going to get it out there. I know you don't like to talk about this stuff. It rated really, really well. It did. Which has been a concern of yours. Well, and not, I want people to reach out to us. It's not a concern. I just think so, it's, I just think that you can't, you can't, um, assess data with no statistics and no, you know, no data. Like all well, the only data, data point, we know that no, it rated the only well. data point we have is that it rated well, but we have no data to, to back up why or how or what, you know? Well, I'll take you into your, do you want me to take people into your psyche? I, last week was a big episode for us because we, it was the first time we didn't really have a guest outside yeah. of like so a live show. Yeah. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, we were going to have Adam Richmond on and then we were at a music festival and Adam Richmond did the splits and he tore his hamstring. <laughs> And he was in the medic tent when he was supposed Watch to be now. in our hotel room. Right. Um, so that's what happened. So we just kind of like, you know, it's showbiz. I don't know. This podcast is not really showbiz, but we just kind of kept it, kept the mic rolling, kept right. going. And I've always wanted to do podcasts. Like I love, listen, I love our guests. You would do course. just this. I, yeah. I could I just know. talk all day with you because we don't get a, a lot of time to even just kind of chat. And um, I always feel like, can I be really revealing to you? Sure. I feel like when we're on the podcast, it's like... Um, our first couple dates. Oh. Like I feel like I'm dating you. Yeah. Well, you're a lot nicer. It is like when you're dating. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that makes me feel a little sad. Um, but it is, I'm like, I'm trying to kind of impress you yeah. while we're like hanging out on the okay. opens. Yeah, um, so but I loved it because I think that also like we just kind of get to talk about like current events or whatever, like infinity wars and stuff like that. And it's yeah. not always about like, Hey, what are you doing? What restaurant you're running? Hey, yeah. uh, how are you doing now? But, uh, Adam Richmond is, uh, was, is not, he was fun. He came on yeah. uh, via Skype. And like, I think, you know, if we could get more data, that would be great. Oh, this is a different right. style, right? So the last two podcasts with guests that we've done, um, you did Rick Bayless by yourself mm, in Chicago. Good one. And then we did Adam Richmond and we kind of formatted it different for, for a couple of reasons. One, like, you know, we don't really want to just sit and talk about recipes and food. <laughs> So we want to talk about off-topic things and fun and whatever kind of strikes us. Yeah. 
but we will. But um, that's an interesting point. Uh, we started, if you, you'll notice that, you know, we usually play a game somewhere. We're c- kind of like using the game earlier or we, we're yeah, using, almost the, game using almost the game to like, yeah, spread into different topics. So um, anyways, uh, starving, the number four pod at Gmail. We do have an active email oh account. Oh my God, you just like broke something down on me that I didn't even realize we had it's an email It's been a long account. time. We haven't talked about it. Yeah. But anyways, it's there. So send us an email. Send us an email. Tell us what you think or you know, comment on our Instagram, starving for the number four pod, and let us know what you think about these last two that have been a little different. Yeah. I like that. Also, since Plus we're like three. in this mo- moment of giving or requesting people to give to us, uh, we're doing really good on our reviews. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and drop us a review. It means so much. I read every single one of those, good or bad. Uh, and then usually we uh, talk about each one uh, after that. <laughs> so uh, get on the radar for us. Help, help us out. We got 200-something reviews. We're five stars. Um, but we really do listen to uh, your comments. And then we forgot to mention as well that we just started launching Friday Game Night. Game Night without the air <laughs> we're horns. We're such an old married couple. I know. We have uh, Game Night, which is really... I'm glad we're doing it. So we're going to bring back uh, little excerpts from... Uh, Previous podcast because I doubt someone just jumps in. We were almost yeah, a year and old. you know what the games are old. are typically the games have been at the very end of the podcast, and you know what maybe some people aren't hanging in till the end. And the games to me are like hilarious and funny, and I mean we hope that you find them that way too. So what we did is basically broke them out, did a little editing, cut them in there for you know a quick like ten minute. Yeah. podcast which i mean honestly like i'd listen to a 10 minute podcast in a heartbeat. we're different no we're problem. totally different i we like are. the longer longer forms yeah, but no, that's probably me. why i talk so much right um and yeah so game nights are going to drop on friday i forget who's up this week but it's kind of going chronologically from the beginning of the pod we're cruising up jasmine on a year old i know we, it's almost our anniversary yeah we are 54 episodes in yeah. i think um and we're almost up to like yeah an absolute because we've done a couple extra okay got we did a couple it. extra drops say, of only live 52 shows and weeks. stuff yeah okay um but we're almost a year old which is kind of amazing it's been really a, a, an awesome passion project it's been a grind yeah it has been a passion project that's a good way to put it <laughs> which, there's, which there's is, a little inside yeah. yeah there's a little inside note to anytime someone says that it's a passion project there's yeah. usually means something that they're not <laughs> that, that's not happening right, exactly. uh all right everyone listen before angel's envy was created the idea of finishing bourbon in port barrels was one of many shared between bourbon industry legend lincoln henderson and his son wes That's until Wes enticed Lincoln to come out of retirement to pursue a passion project together as a family. Aw, super sweet. During his 40 years of experience in the whiskey industry, Lincoln had collected a black book full of innovation ideas and inspiration. But when Wes presented the idea of a passion project, he knew immediately that the port finish was the one they should pursue together. Wes, who shared Lincoln's spirit of restless curiosity, along with a passionate entrepreneurial spirit of his own, stepped in to drive the project forward. Vroom. <laughs> That's my little uh, audio there. Today, Wes carries on his father's legacy, leading Angel's Envy alongside two of his sons, one who has followed closely in Lincoln's footsteps as Angel's Envy's production manager, having acquired Lincoln's fascination and skill with flavor profiles both understanding that there's one sentiment held higher than the rest when it comes to Angel's Envy. It's not perfect till it's finished. In the Henderson family, bourbon is an important bridge between generations, a way lessons are handed down from father to son. Sometimes these lessons come from a book, but more often they're taught the way Lincoln valued most, by doing. This Father's Day, Angel's Envy will be sharing more lessons from Lincoln and the Henderson family, as well as Father's Day-inspired cocktails on their Instagram and Facebook pages. Follow those pages to learn more. Or, if you're looking to celebrate Father's Day this year with a refined bourbon worth sharing, you can find out where to buy a bottle of their port-finished bourbon or rum-finished rye near you at angelsenvy.com. 
But listen, let's get right into it. Uh, this was via Skype, so you're going to hear uh, I don't cut people off as much. <laughs> I hope my Fisher Price <laughs> earphones did okay. Me too. Yeah, the audio is going to be great because uh, Jeff is crushing it behind the glass here. Uh, without further ado, you ready? Yeah. All right. Adam Richmond via the Skype. For real this time. For real. Brother, are you there? Uh, yes, thank- sir, I am. Thank you for your patience and... Um, it was the sweetest sound I think I've ever heard, your voice just coming <laughs> through the, the speakers through. there. Where in the world are you, dude? I'm in Texas. Okay. And you're obviously you're there for some show or you're working or, or, or is this the second part of your rehab? Uh, no, you know something? I actually broke up the, um, I broke up the flight back from Bottle Rock uh, because I didn't want uh, my leg to, you know, to have to be on a plane, um, for six plus hours. Mm. So I just sort of stopped. I figured I'd get a little bit of research in. I, um, uh, for, you know, some, uh, a book I have coming up and, uh, see some friends and stuff, but also it was painful enough just flying, you know, to Houston that it's like the idea of having three more hours in a plane with a torn hamstring was just not an idea I yeah. really liked. So is that the official diagnosis? Is it a torn hamstring? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. It's um I, I guess the degree of the rupture we don't really know quite yet. Yeah. Um but uh it is it's one of the gnarliest looking black and blues I've I've ever seen, let alone had. It's like from right under my left butt cheek all the way to the back of my knee. I want to say, uh, uh, dude, I also don't get a lot of people that send me body part images, which is probably a good thing as a <laughs> yeah, married probably. man. Um, but I really appreciate you send, you sending me your uh, your raspberry yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing was, I felt so bad because we were having charge on coordinating. I wanted you to know, like, dude, I am being completely <laughs> legitimate it's when I real. tell you that I am in USC's medical office and shout out to Dr. Vang's Nest because he handles all the medical stuff for the USC athletes. And he had actually said, he's like, yep. And he said, this is what Chris Paul has. And I said, yeah. Uh. And he said, I'm going to tell you what I would tell a coach of, you know, any of the USC teams that I evaluate players for. He said, three to six weeks. After that, it's week to week. You know, some gentle stretching, some ice. He gave me an anti-inflammatory. And, you know, there's, there's really nothing else. He said, Adam, if, if there were any other modality, you don't think every other coach in, like, every league, NFL, NBA, MLB, <laughs> wouldn't be using it? He said, like, there's, you know, this, there's that, the other. But it, it's it's definitely interesting. You, know, you realize how much you take for granted. Just airport travel with crutches in a wheelchair is oh. a whole other kettle of fish. Then he handed you a, a bag of cash and said, if you win the Heisman trophy next year, uh, this never happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Shout out. Shout, shout out. Reggie Bush. <laughs> exactly. Um, listen, I know your time is super valuable. Plus you're like legitimately sort of, um, you know, re- recovering from this, Injury real quick that we covered on last week's episode because, you know, you were going to hang out with us at Bottle Rock. But just right. to hear it from your perspective, you tore your hamstring uh, doing a James Brown-esque split on stage with E40. Is this correct? Yes. This is one of those moments where it's like 
Remember, Adam, laugh along with everybody. Laugh right. along with everybody. <laughs> but, but yeah, you kind of have to, right? I mean, it was unnecessary. It was funny. I was at a wedding on the 12th of May, and I nearly brought it out then. And I remember, like, <laughs> I kind of gave my gave my like legs a little bit of like a field diagnostic, and I was like, "Oh no, way too tight, way too tight, way too tight. Wait. Definitely not do split. Definitely do split." And then I don't know what happened. Then E40 comes out with this like big Mufasa voice going, let me see you do it. You know, and I was just like, oh, you want to see me do it, E40? I'll, I'll show you how I do it. And, 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 and the it, obviously, man, I'll show you how to rupture one of the, like, the large balancing muscles in my body. Happy right. to do it. Nice. Does this count as hyphy? Now I feel I feel like a bottle rock brings that out with everyone. Like this sort of like you have to go as go big as you possibly yeah. can yeah. Uh, in the moment. And you went big. What kind of pants were you wearing? Like I, I was <laughs> starstruck by your jacket alone. Oh, so I don't even remember jacket. what kind of pants you were wearing. <laughs> well, the pants the pants fortunately had some degree of elastane in them, so there was stretch <laughs> in the pants. The tendon beneath it. Right. Not quite so much. Um, the um, the jacket, it was like one of my first, like, I don't really go in for big designer pieces, but it's Junior Watanabe. Uh, yes. Collaboration with Carhartt. And I had walked into Bloomingdale's and I saw it and it was like Wayne's World with that big white guitar going, <laughs> oh, yes, it will be mine. <laughs> you're, 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 you're like me like uh you have that sort of like new york b-boy thing where like you have no problem being a consumer to a certain degree it seems right no oh, not at all not at all definitely i have a mom and a stepmom and i think that definitely affected my love of retail culture <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense is it and is it like is it jackets is that the fact like mine is sneakers is that sort of your like I have a, a, a just a closet fill of because the next day you showed up with a with a jacket that was yeah, as another dope. jacket. Yeah, um, I will. Yeah, thank you. I have to say I want to fully cop to the fact that in advance of Bottle Rock, I knew I needed to do a little bit of retail therapy. I had I was just going through a bit of a rough patch in the Adam Ponderosa, and I had been so and I, and a lot of travel. I I was coming from Benton Harbor, Michigan, doing an event for KitchenAid prior to um, Bottle Rock, so. It was kind of a, a crazy bit of shuttlecocking because I had um, I had been in uh, San Francisco and Berkeley working with E40 first, like kind of happened substantially. Mm-hmm. Went to the Warriors game with him, flew back for a wedding. Uh, first of all, you went to the Warriors game on the floor. You were you were sitting on the floor with E40. Yeah, right, not, front row not- 40. That was like a bucket list moment. Like I actually called our mutual friend Kendall from Williams Sonoma. And I said, he just called me and said he has a ticket for tonight. Do I have to go? She's like, dude, this is on some Bay Area Make-A-Wish stuff. You need to right. go. Yeah. So, um, right. I was on a and so were you guys flight. just connecting? Were you guys just connecting because you were doing Bottle Rock together? Exactly right. My big thing was, and I realized this with working with Warren G. And, you know, I mean, and Richard, you're always like, really sensitive to, like, the artists you work with as well, like, really trying to bring them in. And I think that's very important. And so... Very often when there's no connection between the artists, you kind of get like just the sort of fish out of water. Like, hey, he doesn't normally yeah. cook and she doesn't normally kick it with punk rock musicians. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I wanted to connect with him. I wanted him to sort of know who I was and, and what I was about and that I knew the music. And to be fair, um, 
<laughs> you know, he, you know, he was partying that night. So they weren't about to like really like discuss bottle rock. But I came to his house. <laughs> he cooked. I right. went to this great market called Drager's near his house in Danville. Mm. And uh, so we cooked, flew back to New York uh, on the 11th for a wedding on the 12th, a friend's wedding on the 12th, then flew back on the 13th for an important meeting. I had the 14th, had um, a really rough 15th, and then my birthday was the 16th, <laughs> so I just took off that morning. I'm not even kidding you. I was like, if, if I'm not happy, I'm my birthday. I have no one to blame but myself. And so it was about, I don't know, let's say eight. I call an Uber and I booked a ticket to Hawaii on my birthday and like made it with three minutes to spare. Went to Hawaii, <laughs> came back uh, uh, on the 20th, landed the 21st, the 22nd left for Chicago, two and a half hour drive to Benton Harbor, Michigan, two days uh-huh. with KitchenAid, drove two and a half hours to Chicago, flew to the SFO <laughs> for Bottle Rock. And I was like, so when I got to Bottle Rock, I was like, I remember that one day in New York, I was like, this has been crazy. I feel like I'm the walking dead. I'm like going through so much right now. Let me get some dope outerwear. Yes. Totally. Yes. That makes sense. First of all, I also want to pitch the show sort of uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall uh, style where we just follow you to Hawaii with a torn hamstring and you just sort of recoup on the beach. I think that... I think that would be, I think that'd be some good comedy. Yeah. Uh, listen, dude, I know your time is super valuable, so we usually play uh, a game or two on the podcast. Uh, we're gonna play one if you're down, called Ripe or Hype. Are you down? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, cool. So I'm gonna mention something, and you just let me know if it's, it's, it's super cool, it's ripe, or it's hype, it's overrated. Uh, Got it. I think the first one is something that we were sort of chatting about at Bottle Rock, um, but we didn't really get into. Actors who are now celeb cooks. Ripe or oh, hype? man. You know, um, some of our dearest friends, you know, who are actually quite talented on screen and in front of a camera and also in a kitchen. But the idea of the, you know, the actor from the, you know, 90s sitcom coming back to uh, launch a food career. Ripe or hype? I think it depends on the, the cook. But generally, I'm going to say hype because there's got to be room for us all in this food story, man. Like I don't, I don't possess an eighth of the culinary acumen you do. And shout out to anyone listening to this: Richard Blaze Porchetta backstage at Bottle Rock was so fire, like it, it could have been used as currency in Venezuela. <laughs> like it was so good. Um, no, but like I was, I, I do mean this. You know what, what? I'm paraphrasing, but that's sort of a, that, the great quote of like in the great song of life, "Every man gets a verse." Right. But I have to believe that. You know, if there's room for someone like me and someone like you to both have some kind of a footing in the culinary world, like, yeah, my pop like plopped me into a kitchen when I was about 12 or 13 years old because I wanted money and they would hire me. But like, you know, I think that the very moment you want to poo poo it, you, you limit you know, your exposure to potentially, you know, who knows, Alfonso Ribeiro may have, like, the best cacio e pepe in the world. <laughs> First of all, you know? I hope he, he does. Know, right? Yeah. Right? And hope he, like, does the Carlton when he brings it in. Hey, I, how you doing? I hope you like that. She's a pepper I, I, pasta. Oh, my God. First of all, there's our first, uh, you know, celeb ga- uh, guest in your Hawaii show, that we're, in the movie we're going to shoot with you in Hawaii. Oh, uh, I love it. Yes. And, and, Tiffany, and Tiffany Thiessen is lovely. Tiffany Thiessen, Debbie Mazur, 
you know, you and I have both, you know, we, we took a picture with Tiffany together at, um, at Bottle Rock and I've met Debbie Mazur at, at Upfronts and stuff and they have a passion and I feel it's kind of like Mike D with wine. It's that if you're willing to put in the due diligence, like I remember watching like the Hogan family and my Nick was like one week he was a drift racer, one week he was an actor, one week he was a rapper. It's like pick a lane, homeboy. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like there are like especially like uh, Tiffany is a great example. Like the people that are in it are already in it. I just I'm always concerned that, you know, there's a manager somewhere that's like, hey, you know, it'd be great. You cook for the kids every once in a while. You should do a show, you know, where it's like sort of comes from a place where the manager or the agent sort of created it. Um, but I agree. Generally hype. Okay, next up on Right yeah. for Hype, competitive cooking shows. Competition. Food, you know, me versus you. We're cooking together. One person wins. You've hosted a bunch of these shows. Yeah, about to say hype. <laughs> it paid off my student loans. Nice. Hype. <laughs> Screw Sally May. Yeah. Right? Nice. And also, um, to be fair, I would rather watch that than – and I used to box a bit. I would still rather watch people cook against each other than beat the crap out of each other. There you go. That's oh, true. Right. That's true. Okay, so especially uh, in this day and age. And you're so you're saying good. So you're saying ripe actually for that. I think right. And oh, then, wait, you're saying hype. I thought hype. Oh, it's too much hype. I thought hype it was like, too <laughs> much. I, yeah, see what I mean. I thought you meant. Right. Ooh, we should have clarified this. I get it. I, yeah, I, I should have. Like, meaning stinky. Like yeah. ooh, that's that's right. Oh, oh, wow. ooh, I like that. Okay, you're going you're going straight up like French cheese style on us. Yeah, like ooh, that's that's ripe like yeah, yeah exactly like port salut or something <laughs> versus right, so we'll, yo that's hype son exactly yeah. oh that's a good right, point well, okay you, see like you're you're much more of a, you get much more street oh so i should have clarified i am sorry so then if we are saying ripe is the good thing then i would yeah. say that celebrities being on is indeed ripe because yeah, i believe it's good itself. competition shows good Listen, in food, we all know that the source indicates quality, it evokes craftsmanship and traditional old world values, and that the source reinforces the connection we have to each other and to the world. That's why S. Pellegrino, which is bottled at the source in Bergamo, Italy, since 1899, is a premium mineral water that's naturally filtered by the Italian Alps. During this 30-year underground journey, minerals are absorbed as the water flows through geological formations to its source, creating a unique and refreshing taste. Uh, as chefs, we're always meticulous about the ingredients we select for our menus. We insist on knowing the sources our food comes from and support farmers and suppliers who share our values, those we know and trust. And water, jasmine, it is a crucial ingredient in any food and beverage experience. Yeah, yeah it often opens and closes the meal, which also is a great way to close the meal, like the restaurant that pours oh, yeah, water right class. before you leave. Do you, do you remember like in our fine dining days? I do. That it's, was like a big thing. It's lost a little bit here. Yeah. It also, the, with the drought oh, and everything, yeah. it also... So um, triggers, I think, guests to be like, it's like the last thing a server can do to be like, hey, it's time to leave. Right. <laughs> I'm going to refill your water again. Yeah. Uh, but in all my restaurants, I proudly serve S. Pellegrino, not only because of the taste and how it enhances the flavor of the food, but because of the brand's relentless support of the culinary community. Uh, this holiday season, as you gather around the table with family and friends, I encourage you to enhance your own meals by choosing S. Pellegrino. To find S. Pellegrino in your area or for some additional culinary inspiration, visit sanpellegrino.com. Hey, everyone. Uh, we need your help here. Uh, help our podcast, Starving for Attention, stay free to download with minimal ads because uh, every time that you respond, uh, you'll help align the appropriate advertisers to our audience, which, yeah, it's you. The survey's short and completely anonymous. It takes no more than five minutes, and there are two easy ways to begin the survey. Go to www.podcastone.com slash my survey or go to www 
www.podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. If you filled out this survey in the past, we thank you, but we still need you to do it again. You do all of us at Starving for Attention and Podcast One a huge favor by filling it out. Thanks for supporting my program, uh, and thank you so much for taking the time to complete the survey. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. This one's close to you, too. Competitive eating, just as a thing. Right or high? Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Richard. You <laughs> At least you didn't give me a difficult one. Um, oh, shoot, man. You know what the thing is? I, I always try to make the distinction, and I'm not trying to like beat around the bush, because I'm not a fan of personally of competitive eating like the nathan's contests right mm. so i'm gonna say that it is if we're gonna say that the more negatively tinged one is hype then um i think that there's a massive spectacle and there's a true endurance of it and i consider joey chestnut to be someone i'm friendly with and i've met crazy legs conti and these other guys and badlands booker and whatever are these guys, are they like, are they, those are actual names <laughs> of people or are they like 1920s? Oh, they, they, like, they adopt, yeah, they adopt these <laughs> names. I mean, Joey Chestnut is his given name, but like, oh no, they, they, they all have, you know, um, either X and they have these. Side eyes these, D. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it'll give me two times. I'm going to go get the papers. Exactly. Get the papers. Um, um, so listen, uh, when you... I just think those are rough. So I yeah. like the restaurant challenges as opposed to um, like the ones that you sort of take with the aplomb of like you and your boys on a road trip and they're like, eat this big chicken sandwich, you all win t-shirts. Right, yeah. Sure. Like, I'm down with that, but like the whole... I mean, would you still partake in that? I mean, since the show, like, would you still partake in those kind of contests? Like, if you if one strikes you, or do you, you know, just completely stay away? I think I've broken it. Like, there was, yeah. I went to a restaurant randomly. You know, I love driving across the country, and I've done it solo several times, and, and I love driving around, especially as a New Yorker doesn't get to drive. And I right. came across a place on Route 66 that had some kind of chicken fried steak challenge or something. And, and they were known for their chicken fried steak, and I split an order with one of my cameramen. And we're yeah. like, this is delicious. Pardon my language. No, and I said, fine. And I said, uh, this is delicious. And they had a, a, a challenge, and I said, you know what sucks? Is that even if I wanted to do the challenge now, it now comes with all this baggage and all yeah. this falderall. And then it's like, Adam Richard from versus as opposed to, this guy came in like their, like, you know, the chicken fried steak. And right. Ate wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, uh, personal question, do you think yes. you could beat me in a chicken wing eating contest? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two questions. Are they spicy or not? Uh, yeah, I'll even, I'll let you make that call, but I'm going to say mildly spicy. Okay. And, um, and it's a timed thing or just like endurance? Like, you know what? I'm going to say it's a marathon. Like just, you, we have like 24 hours to eat as many chicken, oh, chicken wings as we can. For 24 hours. God. Um, no, I, I think I, cause I happen to really like wings. So do I, <laughs> if you, if you really, so then the next one is, do we get to choose drumettes or flats or is it just the oh. mixed barrel? Oh, first oh. of all, I didn't even know they were called flats. Yeah, flats. So like you're yeah. way ahead of me. You didn't know they were called flats? Um, I'm gonna. Well, listen. I I think I think just drumettes. If it's just drumettes, yeah. it's gonna be like you and me are gonna be like Apollo and Rocky. To <laughs> just the very slugging end, it out. Like, <laughs> both of us falling. I'm gonna change it up. I, I'm gonna change it up. I think it's only flats, and now it's time. Oh. 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 God. See, flats are so rich because it's so much skin. 
Yeah, and and they're hard to eat. And they're hard to eat. You have to sort of open it like a barber straight razor to really get the thing. You got to pop that one bone, and then you got to invert it like a like a like a Chinese fan sort. That's what I mean. That that changes. It becomes then it becomes physically technical. (laughs) It does. It people let it really. I will. I want to harken back, and this is something. This is a, a, a Richard Place podcast <laughs> exclusive that I'm going to give you. But I was just thinking about this because I was talking with someone about um, a particular uh, director of photography we had to let go that I wasn't particularly fond of. And I was doing a, uh, a challenge in Boulder, Colorado at a place called West End Tavern. Terrific wings, really good stuff. And I loved Boulder. But the thing was he set up the shot for the challenge on one of the high top tables at a bar. So I'm sitting in a stool at a high top right? and I wanted to change it. And there was just no time to relight and to move stuff. But the thing that I always was talking about is when you're sitting at a high top bar table, you have to engage your heels on that one rod to hold yourself on that chair and to hold yourself up. In so doing, you actually create a lot of lower abdominal tension. So it's really not like when you want to, like just chow face, you need to sort of let it all hang out. And it was just such a really uncomfortable position to be in. Right. I do feel that like, if I had the presence of mind to say, no, please put me at a regular table. I might've actually won. Like, like wing challenge (laughs) science became like a study of mine. So you got, you got pretty serious about while when you were, when you were competing. Um, I mean, you, you had mentioned like, uh, Joey Chestnut, like, were you sort of like, researching when you're in those moments, like researching how to, you know, like the dump your hot dog bun in water, et cetera, those sort of things, or did you just kind of go for it? You want to know something interesting. It's Pat Young, who was the president of Travel Channel and who ultimately made the decision to pick up man versus food. One of his mandates was absolutely, positively no dunking of buns in water. (laughs) He said, I want a host who's going to sit down and eat a five-pound burger like a hamburger. Right. I don't want to see someone systematically breaking down to handfuls of mush and just right. sort of jamming handfuls of mush. And he says it's gross and it's unappealing. Yeah. That's he why. said it should look like, yeah. I want, if we put a 10-pound pizza in front of Adam, that I want the pizza lovers of the world to go, God, I wish someone would give me a 10-pound pizza. My God. That it was imperative that if it was a fork and knife meal that I didn't use my hands that, right. you know, and I, and I'm very glad he did that because people are already going to find the challenges deeply, deeply polarizing just because of what they are. Sure. Sure. That like even going further to start dunking buns and stuff. So I will tell you this before. Uh, so I met Joey Chestnut when we filmed the San Jose episode of man versus food. And, you know, I saw that, I saw like what becomes a legend most and he like he unhinged his jaw and he ate this burrito oh. like like a python taking down like a hot belly pig. Oh. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And then he would do this bounce. He would like bounce in his chair and like actively shake the food down so, in like, his get body. The food so, down. Oh. And so I tried that and I did that a few times and I think that <laughs> the people in my, the poor story producers trying to write some very sweet, twee, overly sentimental man versus food voiceover was like, it's time for my shakedown shimmy, shimmy or something like that. I was like, no, I am forcibly jamming food into my colon. Well, and now, then, 
Uh, but no, Joey, Joey taught me about um, doing a gallon of water. He said, try to drink a gallon of water in five minutes. And huh. I would do that the day before or morning of and just pound a gallon of water with a t- like set the kitchen timer and just pound, pound, pound water. And what ends up happening is you're so stretched out. But by the time I would take the challenges, I would have not eaten. So through perspiration and breathing and whatever, all that water is gone. But my stomach is now empty and completely stretched out. And so for like the big, big quantity challenges, I tried to do stuff like that. So now I know also why I did not uh, get the part when I read for that show. Because I suggested (laughs) just, you know, dumping everything into a nitrogen tank and then pureeing it and drinking it. And <laughs> by the way, that was such a sick demo, dude. Your demo was so awesome. Uh, dude, you're, 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 you're kind, but that seems to be my answer for everything. Okay. So kind of a segue <laughs> from that. Uh, so wait, so competitive eating, you're saying it, you're saying it's hype basically. I, I um, feel like the, the, the Nathan's things, the big jamming end of the sure. food for me is, so we're saying hype is the no bueno. I'm yeah. going to go, I'm going to say for me personally, while I love food competitions, competitive eating, I'm not the biggest fan of. Got it. So this one is kind of a natural segue from that, and you touched on it a little bit. Uh, the big trend of one that I'm participating in right now, intermittent fasting. I know you're a big fitness guy. Um, uh, the idea of like just eating, you know, eating one meal a day or once every, you know, two days or something like that. But eating like, you know, 5,000 calories and that sit in. And there's a couple oh, see, of like – I've heard, you know, at Bottle Rock, I talked to um, the famed Baba Bui himself, Gary yes. Dolbate, yeah. and – he is a big proponent of intermittent fasting, and he said that it was Jimmy Kimmel who turned him on to it. And back when I had lost all the weight um, in 2012 to 2014, Jimmy Kimmel was a big inspiration of mine. So I said, I, I really, you know, I'd love to know more about it. And so he would, like, fast one day a week. Um, yeah. I know that um, – I heard I heard that some people do like they only eat for eight within eight hours like they'll eat from noon to eight, mm-hmm. but they won't eat the remaining twelve you know the remaining sixteen hours of the day. Sure. Um, so what yeah. do you how do you there's, do it? How do you? There's all different it? modes of it, right? I mean that's yeah. I mean I'm I'm you know quite honestly I've done it for a few days here and there. I'm not like really uh, you know uh, attached to a specific plan, but there's a couple of uh, Instagram slash YouTube. Um, celebrities that do it that are just fun to watch, you know, hey, I haven't had anything to eat in three days and I'm about to sit down and eat, you know, nine boxes of cereal or ridiculous stuff like that. But uh, it, it kind of, you know, I think the idea of like hunter gatherer and like, you know, uh, historically, like maybe, you know, people only ate, you know, once a week because they went for a big hunt. Uh, there's something that I find sort of like interesting uh, and possibly like, uh, you know, historically connected, prehistoric diet. Prehistoric diet. Uh, so I'm kind of interested in it. I and mean, that's also just generally, I think maybe you and I are similar. It's like, a, it's how I like to eat anyway. Like I often will order like two or three room service meals, even if I'm by myself in a hotel, just because I kind of like to chow down when it's time to eat. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, for me, um, I, I had found immediately just stopping like stopping food at 9 p.m. or stopping food at 7 p.m., I found immediately produced kind of weight loss results. Exactly. And also, like, I woke up not feeling quite as sluggish and feeling kind of quite as drained. Um, that was really big. The other thing that was a big thing for me was I had read that fasting even one day a month decreases your risk of heart disease by 40%. Wow. So that was something that I was quite interested in. 
But like Gary Delabonte has a really cool like he'll finish eating at eight, <clears throat> and Monday is his busiest day. So Sunday he'll finish eating at eight. He'll go to bed or whatever. He comes in. It's a whirlwind of a day. He's super busy. He might have a cup of coffee or he might have, you know, something like that or uh, like a 100-calorie like a protein shake or something like this. But generally, he'll go through his day and it's such a busy, busy day that after he lays his whole day out um, and then finally commutes back to Connecticut, it's time for dinner. And <laughs> I think that the other thing that I in, – in the UK, I think they call it – is it called like – Two one is what they call the diet. It's like yeah, so it's like two days and then one day of fasting. There's a, yeah, there's a couple different ones. There's a five two, and I think that two one. Five two, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, five two, correct. I'm sorry, it's five two, and so yeah. then it's it's an eating day, a fasting day, an eating day, a fasting day, and an eating day. Right. And um, but then I I um, I think just, that it was something like that. It's not like, you know, you just fast through the weekend or something like that. Right. But that, that was a huge fad. When I was in South Africa, they were talking about something called the Banting diet, mm. which seems to be very much akin to the keto diet. Sure. Mm, so it's yeah. just like eat all the fats. Right. So ripe or hype. Fats. Ripe or hype. Yeah. Are you into it? Um, I, I haven't tried it. I, I'm nervous about the triglycerides. Yeah. And that much cholesterol and that much animal fat. Right. Um, Who knew you were so, smart? Plus, you have way. to like. Plus, you have to pH strip your saliva all the time to see like. Do where, you? Why? Yeah, that's one thing with the with keto to see to see where you are on that scale. Um, I guess I forget which way it goes, but I'm pretty sure you your body gets very alkaline when you do it, and so I've, people test their spit to see like, oh, I'm a seven or a twelve or whatever it is. Like, just yeah. Oh, I never knew that. See, yeah. I've done the master cleanse for 14 days. Okay, yeah. I had nothing but that, like, cayenne, lemon, maple yep, yep, yep. for 14 days. 14 days. And then, you know, and you don't even realize, and after that, you have to do, first you have to come off with, like, orange juice and veggie broth. And How hangry were you? You know what? And it wasn't that. Like, it, the dreams I had. And there's, like, actual kind of support groups online. Like, I had absolutely <laughs> – I had absolutely – crazy crazy dreams and i did some research and they were saying that and like a lot of like childhood like traumas or, or childhood Stuff like up. stressors or triggers a hundred percent and i was reading and this one guy was saying how he had he was dreaming like there was like a goal he missed and in the beginning of the cleanse he was like missing it and then towards the end in his dreams he had scored it but huh. i the the hypothesis is that we store traumas as toxins in our body. We store emotional or traumatic events in our body, in our muscle oh, yeah. memory. And so yeah. the thing is, as you purge physiological toxins, so too do you purge psychological ones, supposedly. Yeah. I mean, I will say this, riper hype on that one, you mm. will lose weight. Is it sustainable? I don't think so. So for me, I'm going to say more hype. For me, more ripe in the diet realm, for me personally, was caloric restriction. That's what that's what really made me drop the blubber super fast. Dude, I it did was, not. I didn't. I did not know how smart you. Like you really are into this stuff. Like you, you, you're like studying. I'm just trying to be because, like, I've been like a gigantic mammal, and then I was a tinier <laughs> mammal, 
and now I'm sort of like mid-sized, but I feel that I kind of am like a a reasonable suitcase. Like I have necessary expansion if need be, but generally try to prefer a sleeker frame to get through airports. Got it. I, um, I, I've been trying, you know, to get my girlish figure back, and I think that to go zero to 60 is is hard. Um, well, you look great, it. first of all. You look amazing, brother. Thank uh, you, buddy. You're, yeah, well, you're you one of my big inspirations, too, to be oh. fair. And, and uh, you know, I think that in, in our line of work, we're, we're exposed to not only such good food, but I'm sure, like, you go into a restaurant, it's like, oh, table 13 is Richard Plays. And I'm <laughs> I don't sure know you that. start getting stuff sent out. Oh, that is that is an issue, actually. That's I know we've never tackled that on the podcast, but like when you're sort of some sort of celebrity food personality, and then like people show you respect by just sending you a ton of food, and then you have to eat at least some of it, or else it's disrespectful. Right. Yeah. I um I had a big problem with that 2012 to 2014 when I was losing weight for Soccer Aid because I was getting that, and chefs would get absolutely irate, and I actually feel that that's to be fair the last remaining straw of discipline that i i lack this time around i remember we were filming in waxahachie texas at scarborough fair this renaissance festival for a show i was doing and i remember vividly um you know going there and ordering you know salmon with no sauce lemon on the side broccoli or whatever And then they're sending out mozzarella and carrozzo, they're sending calamar, they're sending, you know, a small pizza. And my crew, you know, devoured it like locusts. And then, you know, they came out and they're like, so what did you think? And I said, guys, what did you think? And they're like, oh, you didn't have any? And I said, no, no, you know, I'm I'm trying trying to trim up the summer, you know, whatever. I'm trying to, you know, kind of be glib about it, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, you didn't try any of it. And I said, well, no, it was just sent to the table, so my crew worked their asses off, and they, they, they all loved it. You guys loved it, right? Yeah, it was delicious, so good. And they're like, thanks a lot, Adam. Yeah. And I was like, what, do you, what, would you like me to pay for it? I'll pay for it. I mean, we didn't yeah. order it. Right. right. If, 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 your, if your issue is that you're out the inventory, I will make you whole if that will ease the situation. But I'm not going to obligate myself to have calories. Like, you know, and then when I was really disciplined, moving like three months forward, it was during the Kentucky Derby, and I went into this place, and we were the it was me, um, a PA I was with, and our two security guys from set, and we went into a place that was relatively empty. We had luckily just missed the crowd, and I just um, I travel with a blender and I make shakes, and um, I was like, and I just got an iced coffee, and again the the guy came over, he brought over like skewers. He brought over all this stuff. And so like, what I did was I tried his sauce, like on the tines of a fork. And I said, oh, really, really delicious. And he said, but wait till you try it on the meat. And I said, oh, I would love to, but I'm actually counting calories. And so I just finished eating on camera. So right now on the lunch break, I'm just, I usually drink coffee and I let, you know, my crew eat. But yeah. I got my calories where the camera was rolling. Right. And to be fair, that's where all my weight gained. People thought that I gained all that weight through man versus food, but it wasn't. It was man versus food nation. One right. season of man versus food nation almost turned my liver to pate. Like, cause wow. I wasn't, I didn't have the discipline, man. I didn't have the discipline to realize like, 
yes, the calories you eat on camera count. Like I was going, <laughs> yeah, right. I was, I was eating shit on camera. And even if I have four bites of like a bacon cheeseburger, that's enough for a meal. Like four yeah. bites of a bacon cheeseburger is at least 400 calories. It's gotta be, it's gotta be close. Actually, you gotta be. Yeah, you're inspiring me right now because I I'm I come off set and it's I might judge <laughs> you know 12 to 14 different dishes, but like it doesn't count as like my own personal enjoyment <laughs> space. Yes. And then then I'm back at the hotel and I'm eating a cheeseburger at midnight after I've had you know 28 dishes in the last six hours because it's like <laughs> I've been robbed of my own personal enjoyment, my dining time. Uh, so you're thanks so for the right. inspiration. I need to be I need to be a little bit more disciplined myself. You know what I honestly did in the very beginning? It sounds very cheesy, but I'll totally cop to it. Shout out to my sound guy, Eric Beanie, who kept me honest with it. I got one of those things that, like, ushers use for, like, when patrons come through and they just click like them. Like clicker? Yeah. 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 And I had it in my pocket. And whenever I would take a bite on, on screen, I would just click it. Oh, wow. And I would always rationalize it's roughly 50 to 100 calories per bite. So if I were trying to keep below a certain caloric threshold, I had to factor that in. And that was that was a huge game changer for me. And then I think the final straw was water. The final yeah. straw was was, was water. I, uh, I had gone back to Yale and I had seen the doctor and he had said, um, if your bottom lip is dry, you've already been dehydrated for about two hours. And that, that was as we're both rubbing our bottom lips right now. Right. I think everyone <laughs> who's listening to the podcast, there is 50,000 people right now rubbing their bottom. <laughs> lips. But yeah, man. And, and that was a big one. And eventually, like at the beginning, getting a gallon of water down my body was murder. Yeah. And then two weeks in, I was still thirsty. I was like rapaciously thirsty afterwards. Speaking my of skin. Uh, yeah. Ooh, what happened? Your skin. What happens? To your my skin? skin, my skin cleared up. So this is the interesting thing that I've noticed. So th there was obviously this big story because of a kind of clickbaity journalist had put out a story a few years back saying I was a vegan when the truth was for the four and a half months prior to playing in soccer aid, 2016, 2014, yeah. excuse me. I went vegan when I was living out in LA because my trainer wanted me to do it to cut weight. But I will say this, my gums never bled once, and I sometimes was prone to that happening. I used to get like patchy dryness on my scalp, completely uh -huh. gone. And even when just doing the gallon of water, eating an, with animal products in my diet, just that gallon of water, my eyesight was super sharp. My skin was so clear. And my blood work, the doctors could not get over how great my blood work was. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, what, they're like, what have you done differently? I'm like, eat less, drink more water. They're like, yeah. yes, more of that. More of that. <laughs> right. Well, well st going. speaking of uh, dry, patchy, and thirsty, uh, Riper Hype, Arsenal. Arsenal? <laughs> Arsenal. Oh, oh, man. The bad, <laughs> one, the bad one is hype, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm going like funky cheese ripe on, on Arsenal, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to say, um, I'm yeah, whatever the bad one is. So I'm going to say, <laughs> you know, uh, Alexander Lacazette overhyped and, um, you know, you know, I knew that was happening. Uh, yes, sir. that's been rough, rough times for the gunners. Um, people know that I'm a Arsenal supporter. You of course support Tottenham. Uh, I don't know how that happened for you, but, um, Gareth Bale. 
Gareth Bale, a, a dead-ass honest. I, I didn't want to support one of the big four. That's the shortest answer. Every American, and no offense, every American I knew was Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, or Chelsea. Everybody. Is, is, uh, he's, a, he's a gorgeous man. Uh, was this, so you fell for Gareth before he started rocking the man bun, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, I fell for him before he had his ears pinned back. He, okay. um Before he did the man bun and had the work done, he did. Uh, and it wasn't his looks. That. It was the, his game against Inter Milan. Um, he he um, dragged uh, a guy named Mykon, who was arguably one of the best right backs in the world at the time, sure. playing for Inter. He dragged him up and down the pitch uh, one night, and they, they started chanting taxi for Mykon. Uh-huh. And so I saw him and saw an interview, and I just thought he was incredible. And also the Spurs... A uh, team that I fell in love with was Rafael Vandevart, Luka Modric, Pavel Yuchenko, uh, an American keeper. You had Brad Friedel. Sure, um, sure. You know, and so you had this this tradition. And then I'm Jewish. I'm a proud Jew. And this is the Yids, you know, the Yid army. Even yes. You can't say it because they'll throw you out of the game. But, um, you know, I, I think that uh, a team that identifies itself with my faith and a team that Yes, we we perennially get mocked for being an almost club, um, and we definitely <laughs> need to acquire some silverware in this decade in order to really be considered uh, contenders. But I just like the fact that it's a club that people kind of have heard about, but not, but has potential, but hasn't, you know, got the Real Madrid dollars to buy awesome people. So. I don't know. I, I, I like it. I like that it's a little left of center. Exactly. And I, I uh, even as an Arsenal supporter, I kind of respect it. Uh, Adam Richman, thank you so much for hanging out with this dude. At the end of the podcast, we do one thing where we ask our guests to 86 something in uh, their world uh, or in the world in general, something that you're totally over, something that you'd like to do away with. Uh, what is Adam Richman or 86? <clears throat> It's 86. I don't know how to articulate it, either the divisiveness mm. within our nation or mm. online hatred of your fellow man or online online diminishment of your fellow man. And I know it's very rich for me who in 2014, you know, nearly lost everything because I was a piece of I mm. did the wrong thing. I did not make sure, you know, mind was in gear before mouth was in motion, as my dad used to say. Right. So, but I've learned my lesson and I've worked to, you know, be better about that. And, and, uh, for me, I, I love opening Twitter cause you can find what's going on and interesting things, but the way we cut each other apart in 140 or 280 characters, it turns my stomach. So I, I sure would love to 86, uh, this sort of doggy dog uh, mentality we've got going on. It'd be nice to get a little more kumbaya. As expected, uh, very well said, Adam Richman. Dude, so uh, amazing hanging out with you this weekend. I really feel bad that you, uh, you know, tore that hamstring. Uh, I hope <laughs> yeah. that we get a chance to hang out again. You, you down to do another podcast somewhere down the road? Absolutely, man. You know, nothing but love and respect for you. From Jump Street, from your books to your actual culinary ability and anybody who wants to see, like, the dopest GIF of <laughs> Richard ever. <laughs> Please hit me up on Twitter. I'll be happy to furnish you with it. 
it's just amazing. You see this giant cloud, it's a boomerang, and then it turns back into the pot of liquid nitrogen. It's so damn awesome. Dude, you're the real deal. Super genuine. Can't wait to see you soon. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the podcast. Everyone, uh, do us a favor. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app uh, and give us a review. Maybe subscribe. Uh, tell us how much you love this episode because I loved it. Uh, Adam Richmond, Till next time. And to everyone out there, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range and be really weird because that's weird. Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used. With TrueCar, users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some of these features are not available in all states. And Jasmine, I just actually used TrueCar the other day to look up the price of a used BMW i8 Roadster <laughs> and there's only two in California uh, but it's a decent price thank you so much for listening and thank you to our sponsors who make this all possible I feel so great about our sponsors Angels Envy Bourbon check out angelsenvy.com to learn more and follow them on Instagram and Facebook MeUndies I'm in a pair right now get 20% off your first pair and free shipping visit MeUndies.com slash starving San Pellegrino I'm drinking one right now to find S Pellegrino in your area visit SanPellegrino.com and for True Car Visit TrueCar for a better car buying experience. Thank you so much, sponsors. You make all of this happen. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our ads.